Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Showdog, Gola, and KG talking all things fantasy. It's Bad Dad Baseball. What's up, everybody? Welcome to BDB episode two, part two of our top 25 prospects. Number 26 through 50 today. Wow. Thank you. What a response to episode one. We heard from a lot of you, the good and the bad, constructive feedback. Um, any feedback we hear from you is amazing. I feel like we can get better with this. This is only going to be, this is only episode two, but I feel like we're going to see a lot of changes already. Hopefully it's for the good. So we appreciate any feedback and everybody who listens, subscribe, follows us, leaves stars, good, bad, whatever. We'll take it. Preferably your, good. Yeah, <laughs> preferably good. How was your week in Gola? It was good, man. Did some stuff for the family. Went down to uh, down to Portland. Took the uh, took our oldest daughter to build a bear for the first time. That was an experience. Never realized it was uh, there was you could wardrobe teddy bears, but here we are. No, it was good. I actually and one thing. My best part of the weekend probably was the fact that I got to watch a bunch of grown grown college students cry last night after Carolina spoiled Coach K's. Uh, isn't this baseball talk hold on I, listen seriously as a as a duke fan i think people are going to start listening to this be like he's a yankees fan and a duke fan what the fuck but it's gonna it is kind of pathetic to watch a bunch of college kids cry over that loss it really is I mean, no, I, I i didn't even see that to be honest with you i turned it off before i could witness that happening but um but, yeah, they shouldn't have lost that game first off. But yeah, to see a college kids cry over a, a game they're not even a part of, it's pretty brutal. So I mean, Coach Other K is that, the greatest coach, greatest coach of all time, hands down. Uh, no, I had a good weekend. Took the uh, took the boy to the farm. Saw some farm animals. You know. Yeah, I mean, been trying to keep up on this uh, baseball labor talk. Hopefully, they figure something out soon. Need some baseball in my life. What do you guys think have. of the whole? Uh, you should probably get rid of the shift. It's gonna help a lot of players. It's gonna hurt pitchers. It's gonna add value to hitters and hurt pitchers. And I feel like position players are already valued more. So if that's the case, that's yeah. that's gonna be big. Yeah, for, I think for I think players. for fantasy wise, I like it for fantasy. Uh, but I think for like just the game, I think it's silly to be trying to restrict teams from trying to be put in a better position to make out. So. Yeah, fantasy wise, it's good. Real life, it's probably bad. Yeah. Would you sure? Would you? How's the weekend for you? I didn't do much. I we have our high school state championships in in Maine. Um, so I I sat around. I watched a lot of them on TV. We have some. I think this is probably the best product of Maine basketball in 20 years. So, um, I'm excited. We have a uh, superstar in Nicomas, Cooper Flag. He's a twin, but um, I was excited to see him, and he like. 14 years old put on a freaking show i don't know if you guys got to watch him um he's six eight he's a guard he handles the ball probably better than anyone in the state um and he he can jump through the roof um he probably averaged two to three dunks a game just just an amazing talent and it's awesome to have Maine have one of these kids that is going to be able to go anywhere in the country so dude he's so good that scal even came and had to watch him in person i mean <laughs> brian scal he, he spends time with scal building Oh, does he? What, I didn't know that. It, yeah, he goes to his house and trains with him on weekends. Well, that would explain it's, it. It's funny, though, because if somebody's that's listening to this is not from Maine and we're talking about a kid dunking two or three times in a game, they're <laughs> probably like, what are you talking about? Do we have play, you know, they probably have people that go to their high school or they're in the towns or in that are like 
you know, they're dunking 70 times a game and it's not a big deal. Well, man, we're in Maine. It's a little bit different up here. Yeah. To have a kid nationally ranked and, uh, Probably top 20 in the nation is unheard of. I don't think it's probably ever happened in Maine. Maybe Andy Bedard would have been, but 1994 is a long time ago. So we're going to start our list of top prospects. We're going to do it a little bit different this time than last time. Instead of going one pick for one pick, um, Zach's going to list his top five. Uh, well, 26 through 55, uh, 26 through 30, five at a time. And then I'll list five at a time and, and we'll discuss them a little bit that way. Kev's going to jump in, do his thing. I think uh, you guys ready? Zach, Zach started off. Yeah, ready to go. So 26, I have uh, George Kirby, pitcher for the Mariners. Uh, 27 is Josh Young. Sure, we touched base on him uh, last episode. 28, I have Brett Beatty from the Met. Uh, 29, Khalil Watson was part of that draft class with, with Mayer and Brady House. Why am I drawing a blank on the other one? The guy from Arizona. Whatever. I'm drawing a blank on. Doesn't matter. Uh, in 30, I have Cade Cavalli, pitcher for the from uh, Washington. So, the two guys I kind of want to touch base on and speak on is is Kirby and Cavalli. I love George Kirby. I was uh, he was just traded in our league by one of the uh, people on this show to somebody else in our league who like rarely ever trades. So I don't think I'll ever have a chance to get Kirby. But he is. I've heard people say they kind of remind him of of Bieber in a sense that he's kind of like great control, seems an uptick in his velocity, doesn't walk a lot of guys. I think he only walked 15 batters in like 67 and two thirds last year, only let up one home run, you know, two, five, three, 80 strikeouts. So, you know, the K rate's not great, but it's not going to kill you either. I, I love Kirby. I think he's going to be a, a great fantasy asset for, for the Mariners. Um, probably as, as early as this year. The next guy, Cade Cavalli from Washington. This guy, he struck out 175 batters in 123 innings, only let up five homers too. So doesn't let up the long ball all that much. Bat, you know, his opposing batters hit 213 off of him. The, the only knock you could probably have with him is he walked just, just under five and a half batters per nine. So you'd like to see that come down a little bit. And if it does, I think, I mean, he's going to be borderline fantasy ace with the, with the K potentially has, he's not let up the long ball. So I think uh, Cavalli somebody that, you know, could probably fly up uh, fantasy rankings as far as starting pitchers go. If you can get that uh, walk rate down a little bit. Uh, a couple things. Uh, is that the third or fourth guy that I've traded this off season? That's on you guys like top 30. I think it is. I don't it know if that be. just uh, means I'm bad at trades or maybe I just don't give a shit about prospects too. So um, I think it's probably a combination of both <laughs> that I'm a bad at trades. Jeez. Taking <laughs> no, just... shots. Um, and I, uh, one thing though is man, the, the Mariners, if they are, if their stud prospects can pan out and be good major leaguers, then just, I think that's maybe the third name we've had in the top 30 for you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. With Marte and uh, J Rod and Kirby now, like, I mean, if if these three guys pan out, Seattle could be a fun team to watch here in the next few years. I don't know if it goes back to when I'm a kid, and Ken Griffey was my favorite athlete as a kid. So I think it's fun when Seattle's good. I don't I don't know if it's just their uniforms that get me excited. So I'm hoping that some of these guys pan out. Yeah, Griffey was the first guy I remember growing up that had like that youthful like swagger i mean i talked about swagger last yeah. thing it's gonna oh, be a yeah. big thing with me but he had it and i think he he made baseball cool and he was uh, like the Allen iversons 
yeah of baseball to like put the backwards ha- the hat on backwards and like go up there and just smash home runs for the home run derby uh i actually don't <laughs> i don't have kirby in my top 50 i feel like you know positional players are more value and i feel like pitchers struggle when they come up so i only wanted to add about five more pitchers after my top three i ended up with six i wanted to stay five i didn't he didn't make my top five i think that he has great potential i just i don't know if he has the ceiling that some of these other guys have and i and i chose ceiling more um, over floor. And I think the floor is okay. really, really good. I just don't think that the ceiling's quite as high, but 98, um, like you said, he just doesn't walk people. He's, he should be a solid two or three in a rotation, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, his commands there, his fastballs there. It's just, if his other stuff catches up to it, then he's, he has top of the rotation stuff then. But I mean, if that stuff doesn't catch up, then yeah, major league yeah. players can just sit on a fastball and hit that all day. So for my, uh, next 26 through 30, I went with five hitters, Austin Martin, Corbin Carroll, Christian Hernandez, Jordan Lawler, and Khalil Watson. So all hitters, all, you know, I think Austin Martin, his on-base, his hitting tool is, is what makes him great. He just doesn't have enough power yet, so if he can add some power to it, he would be uh, probably one of the most talked about prospects in the league, especially when he's going to go to Toronto. We talked about how phenomenal this lineup is um it's got young players it's got power it's got speed um i love toronto and i love any guy that's gonna have a chance to play in that lineup i don't don't mean to uh cut you off there but he's no longer in toronto he got traded last year to burial steel to minnesota so he's not he's not gonna do good he's not gonna be good in toronto man Stay probably probably should have i'm gonna cut that out anyway so fuck you guys no leave that in all right, it will stay. Uh, Corbin Carroll's in Arizona. I can guarantee that. I got to get myself up to fifty percent. So you gotta go. Yeah, Corbin Carroll. I, I, I mean, the guy has the skill. I'm so scared of a shoulder injury, uh, especially that young that that kept him out. But in the small sample size, uh, is really good. Uh, the scouts love him, but the sample size is so small. I can't quite put him in the top five with with that small of a sample. With that small of a sample. Um, but the guy, I, I'm going to say this right now, the guy out of this list, the top, the five guys that I listed is Christian Hernandez. He's 18 couldn't, years couldn't old. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree He's more. a shortstop. He has the, he has the potential to future number one, uh, top, uh, number one prospect and, and probably be a top five to 10 player if he hits his ceiling. I mean, that's a Agreed. big if, but talent wise, that's the guy that you want. If you're in a keeper league and you're looking for a name that you can hit a home run on, go get Christian Hernandez. Yeah, I, I agree. I was uh, I had that's the some of the same notes down for Hernandez Shorey. You kind of want to see what he does when he when he comes stateside, because um, he played in the Dominican Summer League last year. But uh, if he shows out, he's going to be a top five prospect in baseball in two years. I have no doubt about that. So he's uh, I have Brendan Davis ahead of him for the Cubs, but I am if, if KG if you want to trade another guy off this list, you can go ahead and send send him to your boy. I'll, I'll take him. I, I I love Hernandez. Yeah, I was excited. We got rules in our league. You can't pick up like you know guys that are freshly drafted in the real major league draft. You can't pick up guys who were signed in the offseason. You have to like wait to a certain time. But once we got past that time, and I saw that uh, Hernandez was still available, I was pumped to pick this guy up. The things I read about him from Dominican League, it's a crapshoot a lot of these times. I think when you when you're getting these guys from Dominican League, these just outside of college, I guess is what I want to say. There's always a few every year who come up who surprise us, and I'm kind of hoping he's the one. Yeah, for sure. Sure. So I actually have two of those guys, Corbin Carroll and Austin Martin. I don't have in my top 50 at all. I think the, the, the thing with uh, the thing with Austin Martin, I, the hit tools there, I think, with him, 
but I just I, I don't see a ton of value on him if he's only if he's not going to hit for power. I mean, he's got doubles power, which is great. He's probably going to drive some runs in, and if he's playing in a decent lineup, then it may be fine. But I I just don't uh, I don't love Martin just because I just don't think the power the power is there um to be overly valuable for fantasy. Hey, he'll be a leadoff batter for Minnesota. Minnesota. Here we go. Bring it back. Um, yeah. So 31 through 35 for me, I have, two, well, one of them is probably moving to first base, but I actually have two catchers back to back. Tyler Soderstrom, who I think is going to end up moving to first base for Oakland. Oh, yeah. He's not uh, a catcher. Francisco Alvarez for the Mets. Uh, 33, I have Marcelo Mayer for the Sox. We touched base on him last episode. Uh, 34, Daniel Espino, starting pitcher for Cleveland. And 35, I have another shortstop prospect from last year's draft, Brady House from Washington. House is the guy I kind of want to touch base on. This dude, this guy's a, this guy hits tanks. He's a six foot four. I, you know, you've had some people compare him from a profile standpoint to Joey Gallo and Nolan Gorman. I say from from a power standpoint, but he is an absolute beast. He's a big boy. Probably not going to stay at short, but. I, I think he's, you know, if the hit tool comes around on him, because I think right now, I think Fangrass has him at like a, a 20 hit tool, which is, yeah, 20 hit tool and game power is only 20. So obviously he's got some work to do in order to hit hit his ceiling. But I think if he gets to a 40, 45 hit tool and that game power goes gets to 55 or 60, he's going to be very valuable from a fantasy perspective. So I like uh, Brady House, uh, not as much as like the other ones, because I think his floor is lower. And then real quickly, uh, Daniel Espino. Um, we all know the track record Cleveland has with pitchers, and this guy is showing out so far. Uh, he's 21 years old, started 20 games last year, threw 91 and two-thirds, and had 152 strikeouts. His K per nine in A ball was 13 and a half, and then when he went up and got bumped up to high A, it was 16.16. So this guy is is striking batters out. So you only hope you only imagine he's going to get better, especially in the, in the Cleveland organization, as far as, like I said, with their track record, as far as pitchers go. Is that the right spot? I mean, I, you, I, I, I mean, it's Cleveland. Some, something about what, what they're drinking in their water is working. It seems like they're bringing up pitchers that aren't even that high on prospect lists. And the next thing you know, they're, they're dominant pitchers and they just, you know, pitch six innings and they start off six innings, six strikeouts, and then they get better as their careers go on. And, and then they even get rid of them at the right time. So I, I love that he's in Cleveland. I, I think he's a great pitcher. So I'm high on him as well. Uh, the Soderstrom, um, yeah. I, I can't see him sticking at catcher. I don't think he has the greatest fielding uh, there is. So, I mean, there's already talks in the organization of him moving to like a uh, first base or even a corner outfield position. But, I mean, this dude was having a great year last year. He got hurt. I believe it was an oblique injury. So, missed the final like two or three months of the season. But, I mean, OPS up around one. And he's got all the tools hitting-wise you'd want. So, excited to see what this guy can do. And hopefully, the A's get him out of the uh, out of catching. Yeah, and I, th- I think I was looking at it earlier. And I think Fangrass has his future hit tool at 16, his future pow- game power at 62. So, I mean, if he even comes close to that very valuable you're talking probably you know if he moves a first he's gonna be definitely a top 10 first baseman i would imagine something about him i I just have a feeling with that hit and that power even if he sticks at catcher for a little bit i think that he's still got value coming up and i know I'm, i'm low on catchers i have him in my top 50 so if he stays at catcher for a little bit i think he has value as a catcher and then when he moves the first he's going to concentrate more on hit and i think he's going to mash when he goes to first or maybe even corner outfield 
And he has that potential too, where he can, you know, spell a catcher maybe here and there in a game. If he, I mean, our league is five, Ooh, five yeah. starts. Most yeah, starts, so yeah. He could be a first baseman mostly, and then if he gets five catches starts, that is massive fantasy. That's, oh, that's big time. Yeah. yeah. My 31 through 35 is Gunnar Henderson, Max Mayer pitcher, uh, Nick Lodola uh, pitcher out of Cincinnati, Alec Thomas out of Arizona, and Robert Hassel. Uh, I, I, for me, the best player is, I mean, there's a guy in the list. So Gunnar Henderson, I think he's got – uh, very, very good potential. He didn't have that great of a year last year, but he's still young and he's got tons of power. So, um, I'm excited about middle infields with a lot of power. I think Gunnar Henderson going to Baltimore, uh, moving the fences back is going to be interesting, interesting to see what it looks like for these guys. I like I like the field. I like that. He's got a, I mean, there's no one really in the system that's going to be in his way. What Gunnar Henderson has potential to be. And then Max Mayer, he's he's been a very solid pitcher um, for me. I, I was interested to see which one I would go with. 111 innings last year, uh, 119 whip. He doesn't have the best K-9, but um, the fact that he's AAA, he's ready to go. And it seems like he won't be the top guy in Miami. So for me, it was like he's still a really good pitcher. On some teams, he would have to come up and try to be an ace. But in Miami, they have such a loaded staff. They have... Alcant- Alcantara, they have oh geez, Sixto, the lefty. Sixto, Sixto. The, Pablo the, Lopez, decent young guy. Yeah, Pablo the lefty the, too the that was dominant last year. Should have been rookie of the year, but he got hurt. Uh, Trevor Rogers. Trevor Rogers, yeah. So he, he'll also, come up they, and he'll be like Edward Cabrera. Slot him into like a four or five spot, and to me, that's like I love value of that guy's because he's not pitching against you know Max Scherzer on a, on a Sunday night baseball. He's usually going to pitch against other junk pitchers, and if he can outduel them, uh, he gets the win, which really helps him. And he doesn't have the pressure. You're not like you're not watching Max Scherzer walk out on the mound and with his you know big chest and his crazy eyes and 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 mowing people down. He just goes out there and he'll have to go against a, a less pitcher, and I like that, and I like what Miami has with all these young talented pitchers. Yeah, I I agree with it on that front. I don't have Meyer in my top fifty. I do have a a Marlin in my top fifty. It's not him. Um, but there's another guy too. I think it's Jake Etter, I believe, dominating for him last year. And then he, I, I think he that. had Tommy John surgery as kind of a setback. But there's just another arm in that organization that's just like, what's in the water down in Miami? I mean, yeah, between they that have and, a lot it's, of young as, good, as, as good as Cleveland's been in the past, you know, five, five, seven years of developing guys. I mean, it seems like that's what Miami's going to be doing moving forward. So I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about as from from a staff standpoint, Miami. Tre- I mean, Trevor Rogers came out of nowhere last year. Um, I don't even remember him on any like prospect list, and he was he was dominant. He was he was rookie of the year in the NL until he got hurt. Um, he was an all star. Yep. So, uh, did they ever say that about the Orioles Camden Yards? Did they ever say why they were moving? I think it was left field fence too. They Just were moving it back, and not only that, they were actually they were making it like twenty feet high too. You know. I don't know if they ever came out and said why they were doing that, but it seemed like probably it was to help all their pitchers because they're letting up so many goddamn home runs. Yeah, because they play in the AL East or something. Just trying to like restrict freaking. Was it like say that same year that Glaber like went nuts with the Yankees? Didn't like was that the same year Mookie went nuts? But didn't like Mookie Betts hit like a pile of homers from the Sox the same year too? Was like some big games. But uh, so. My what are we on thirty thirty six through? So I had thirty six. I have Jack Leiter. Uh, 37, I had Christian Hannon as we touched base on him. 38, I have Joey Weimer, who's an uh, outfielder from Milwaukee. 
39, Jonski Noel, first baseman for Cleveland. And 40, I have Miguel Vargas, uh, third baseman for the Dodgers. Uh, the guy I really want to like talk about here is this Joey Weimer. Weimer, I'm not exactly sure how you say his name. I never heard of the guy before. Um, I feel like we we've uh, you know we paid quite a bit of attention to to fantasy and I, this guy was drafted last year I believe or two years ago uh, by Milwaukee in the fourth round. This guy had an absolutely monster year. 396 at bats. He had 27 homers, 30 are uh, 30 stolen bases, on base of 403. 403, slug 556, 77 RBIs. I've never heard of him, but, and the only thing I can really say is, you know, he was 23 years old playing in high A. So you, you kind of want to see how he's going to produce when he gets to a higher level. But I mean, those are some pretty monster numbers for a year. Guy that's, you know, hitting that many home runs, stealing that many bases and with a, or the getting on base at a high clip. It seems like there's a lot of tools there that that you can like. So, yeah, Reamer's an interesting guy for me. Like I said, I just kind of want to see what he does uh, moving forward. All right, yeah, so the other guy I want to talk about is Miguel Vargas of uh, the Dodgers. He's got some – he's got big-time game power. Uh, Well, I say big-time. Fangraphs has only got him at, like, 55. I've I've seen some higher than that. You know, he hit 23 homers last year and 483 at-bats. Only struck out 89 times, which isn't bad. Stole 11 bases, you know. So you have a guy in, in the in the Dodgers' track record of developing some of their own talent is obviously there, whether you know, both hitting and pitching. So Vargas is a guy, you know. Vargas I think to me prob- is a guy that you build your team with, right? You don't build your team around him, especially in fantasy. He's know, like a right. guy that you add in, like, and I love him. Like I have him on my list too. I think that he's not going to like he there's no no stats that's going to hurt you. He's pretty good. I mean, he's good on base. He's a good slugging. He's not going to win you home runs. He's not going to win you stolen bases, but he's going to do a little bit of all that. And you you know, you, you add him. He's he's yeah. obviously he's very similar to the guy he's probably going to eventually replace at third base mm-hmm. and the Dodgers Justin say Turner. Turner is I mean, you want Turner, guys like Turner on your team every year, but he's not yeah, again, he's you can't he's not going to win you a league. Like mm-hmm. he's not like going to be like a you know, Vlad or Tatis. Oh, I both of those guys. That's weird. But you know what I mean? He's just very yeah, solid. You want, him, you want him on your team, though, because he's going to help. I mean, he's going to help you in so many categories. And and, and it, there's no need to rush him. He's 22 years old. He's going to play another whole. He doesn't even touch AAA. And I love that. Like, I love that he's going to sit there on triple AAA and he's going to do some good things and some bad things and learn from it. And then when he comes up to the majors, he's going to be experienced. He's going to be 20, 24, 25 year old rookie and he's going to be put in a really good lineup and he's going to help you. So I, I, I'm a big fan of him. So uh, I think the the name on that, those five you just said, Jack Light is going to be the most known for, you know, people second pick in the draft this past year. Uh, the numbers at Vandy were crazy i mean him and kumar rocker are both a nasty one to punch um i'm excited to see what he's going to do in his first year of uh pro ball here with the rangers i mean it seems like a lot of good players come out of vandy it's it's, it's incredible i oh, thought he was the number two pitcher out of vandy i thought rocker was better but i mean obviously with the injury he's not going to make it on anyone's list um my 36 through 40 uh nick gonzalez out of pittsburgh kate cavelli of Washington, we already touched on him. Brennan Davis, already touched on him from Chicago. Andy Pages of, of L.A. And number 40, this is the guy I want to talk about. I'm in, I'm in <laughs> love with this guy. Blaze Jordan. It starts with it starts with his name. Uh, swag. swag. What does this man. guy have? This guy's got some swag, man. <laughs> 
go do yourself a favor. Look up his home run derby when he was in high school. He's hitting 500 yard nukes, man. Like bombs. 500, 500 yards? Yard, 500 feet nukes. Bombs. I mean, these things. I mean, they're, they're leaving the bat. And people are like, wow. Um, you're not seeing those kind of home runs in the MLB. Some some in, in home, MLB home run derby. This kid has potential. I mean, to me, he... He reminds me a lot of Jordan of Jordan Walker, the super super power potential, and he actually did pretty good in his his limited time um, last year. I know it was you know it wasn't anything in like double A or anything like that, but in, in limited time, right out of high school, he hit um, and he didn't bring power yet, but obviously the power is there. It's like the guy that you want to go. I mean, he if he comes up through you know. The Red Sox, and he's in Portland. I can't wait to go watch the Red Sox. I want to see this kid hit a 500-foot missile out of that place. I mean, it might land in my backyard. Did you? Was he hurt last year or something? He didn't hit that many games. No, no, no. I, he was uh, drafted, and, and he just no, took I a while they, to get going. I think they went down to the instructional league and stuff, I think. Yeah, gotcha. But, I mean, I remember I remember reading about this guy in, like, ESPN when he was, like, 14 years old about how the amount of power he has. I mean, I think there's going to be a ton of swing and misses in his game. And that's part of it. Like, that's what you take, right? I mean, that's the same thing with Jordan Walker. You're going to take a ton of strikeouts. But at the same time, that power is – it's Joey – I mean, it reminds me a lot of Joey Gallo. Hopefully he doesn't have that bad of a batting average. He, he can bat around 250 with, like, a 340 on base. But, I mean – he has potential every time he's up there to make you look silly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions on whether or not he could continue to hit when he come out because, you know, he's hit, hitting with a metal bat. He's, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but when you're in high school and you're hitting with a metal bat, 500 feet's not as impressive if you're yeah. hitting. I, I, it's still impressive. I mean, it's beyond I'm saying, impressive. But I feel like he, I think he silenced or quieted a little bit of the doubters on whether or not he could, you know, he could hit with a wooden bat and can continue to hit uh, enough to get to tap into that power. So yeah, as a Sox fan, I mean, I, I hope he continues to tap into it and then, you know, he's hitting right in the middle of that lineup. Uh, you know, probably, he's probably quite a bit of ways away. I would imagine he's probably yeah. like four years out, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can tap into it. He's one, I mean, he's going to have some dips. He's going to have some waves. Like he's going to have some struggles because of the big swing. Um, you're going to see months where he's going to have a terrible on base, terrible slugging. But I feel like if he can actually figure it out and put it all together, the, I, I just, the, the power is so scary. I mean, the Sox have a decent history with hitters coming up through the organization and developing through them. So I think that's going, that's definitely a positive for him. And I'd love to see some home run derbies of him, you know, when he gets up, that'd be fun. The other guy I would like to talk about is Andy Pages. He's was kind of unknown. No one even talked about him last year and he kind of, he came out of nowhere. Uh, 31 home runs, a 375 on base. Uh, he steals some bases. Uh, this guy, this guy to me can play. I mean, like we said, we just talked about Vargas for a while. So he's in L.A. and, and L.A. to me is like such a good place to be for a young hitter. They're not going to rush you. They're going to take their time. And it's a great lineup. So a lot of things we said with Vargas, I, I like about Andy Pages. Um, yeah, I mean, I like hearing it because I, I also roster Andy Pages. So and, and I was just saying, I think uh, when when Keith Law released his top 100, I think he said he's got like right now he's like 70 grade raw power. So, I mean, the, and he's not a very big guy either. I think he's only like six one to twelve. Yeah, I guess. So. OK, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. That's, not that's, that pretty, big, decent. But... that's a pretty good. That's no, a decent size guy, though. Um, but so, yeah, no, Pages is he's certainly got some potential. The only thing that's a little bit hesitant about like any Dodgers hitting. Pro- I mean. 
it's not a great ballpark to hit in. No, it's not. But they seem to, they, they, you they, know, it's no, always know. nice weather though, Zach. So like, I feel like yeah. that's a big factor. Is always nice no, weather. I agree. It's it, it's it's a oh, great Southern place California, to play. I mean. mm. You're putting on a show for a lot of guys in Hollywood. So, to me, no, it's, no, I, it seems like guys put out great performances, but like the the dimensions aren't great. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So my uh, 41 is uh, Osvaldo Peraza, shortstop for the Yankees. 42, I have George Valera, which Shory touched on um, last episode. 43, I have Yuri Perez. He's a pitcher for the Marlins. Uh, 44, I have Colton Kowser. He's an outfielder for the Orioles. And uh, 45, I have Orelvis Martinez, which uh, Shory touched on last episode. So the two guys that I want to touch on here, well, I might touch on all three of them that we haven't spoken on, but Oswaldo Peraza had an exceptional year for the, for the Yanks last year. He had, you know, 465 plate appearances or at bats, 18 homers. He had 38 RBI, uh, 38 stolen bases, hit close to 300. OBP wasn't horrible. It was 356. He's got a really low walk rate, but I think the Yankees have a very good problem at shortstop with, you know, they have Glaber, so we'll see what happens there. But, you know, you have Volt coming up. You have uh, Peraza coming up. How I mean, soon until make... they move Peraza to second? Well, gotta be he's actually – MLB.com has got him as a better rated defensively than uh, Volt. Than Volt. So, I mean, that, it's a good problem and he's to have, right? So. 43 of Yuri Perez. He's an 18-year-old pitch starting pitcher for the Marlins. He's six foot eight. He's throwing, already throwing up in the, you know, the upper 90s. His fastball is just is absolutely elect. Um, you know, I think the big thing with uh, Perez is that he's going to really need to come up with some secondary stuff to really hit, you know, hit that ceiling of his. But you're talking, you know, he's eight, like I said, he's 18 years old, threw 78 innings last year, struck out 108 batters, only walked, uh, I'm sorry, he let up seven homers, it's not too bad. Walked 26 batters in 78 innings. So, I mean, this guy, the sky's the limit for this guy, no pun intended, um, with his height. But, you know, if he can, if he can come develop a second secondary pitch, the Marlins I, could be looking at another I absolute love it. I stud. love this kid. Yeah, no, I love this kid. The poten- I mean, he has ace potential. Like Max Mayer, I was talking about, like, he doesn't match up pitchers that are the top ranked, like Scherzer's and, you know, uh, DeGrom's and those, especially the guys in his division, right? So he doesn't match up as well against those guys. But when this guy is makes it to the MLB at six foot eight and and a nasty fastball and it'll probably add to that, he's intimidating. He's the guy that you walk out there on day one, right, of an opening series, and he is intimidating and he he shouldn't let it up. If if he stays healthy and stays good, he, he's ace potential. I mean, that's a, if that's a massive presence, man, on the mound. Yes, it is. If you're taking a risk on a kid, I, we talked about Christian Hernandez earlier. If you want a, a young guy that you want to take a chance on and see if you can hit a home run, I mean, there's there's a lot of fail potential on these kids because they're 18. Oh, of course. But if you want to try to hit a home run and, you know, swing and hit for the fences, Yuri Perez, man. I, I love it. Yeah. I love this kid. I, I I didn't put him in my top 50, and um, I, I think I missed it. <laughs> it's I missed him on my list. Like, so. I think with I think with Perez and like he he has and sure I probably won't agree with this when I say this, but he may have like an upside of guys like Boz and G Rod eventually. Like I think yeah. like that's no, kind of where he's at. But I think there's way more risk. And I think that's kind of why I have him a little bit lower than those other guys with then Kirby, Cavalli, Espino, and Lighter. Because I think those guys probably have there's there's risk there, but I think it's a little more I think they're probably more likely to hit their floor. Um, but I think Perez could just blow by them as far as what his ceiling is. 
yeah, yeah. like the Marlins, they, like we've, you guys already talked about it, but I mean, like they are in such a good spot. Not not every minors pitcher comes through and they, you know, become a real deal. And they have so many of them, though, that are up near the top that they're going to hit on a couple of these. They have to. And so Marlins starting pitching, at least, is going to look pretty bright in the future here. Yeah, and r- real quick, Shroy, before you jump into your next five, I want to touch on that Colton Cowser for Baltimore. Yeah, like, so I think I we've, love you know, Kowser. so Baltimore, uh, you know, we've we've found well, a good top talk pick about for how- the next fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> you should hit on a couple of these kids. Excuse me, but yeah, Cowser, uh, very small sample size last year, but he actually walked more than he struck out, which you know that doesn't happen often. Uh, I think you know it was only in. It wasn't many at bats. I'm trying to find it here, but uh, 120. But, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 still a small sample size, but he, like I said, anytime you're striking out more than you're than you're, uh, I mean, you're walking any more than you're striking out, it's a good day. Uh, he doesn't project to have big time uh, power. I mean, Fangraphs has him as a 45 game power eventually, but they, they say his future hit tools are 70, and he's gonna. And right now, uh, right now in future speeds 55. So, I mean, you're talking, if you got a 70 hit grade, you got a guy that's probably going to be, you know, competing for batting titles. He's going to hit with a little power and he's going to steal your bases. So, you know, I, I like Kowser. Uh I think the, the Orioles lineup down the, you know, in the future of three, four years from now has a potential to be really good. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan I, of Kowser. I see we have some fans listening down in Maryland. I, I would be excited about this Baltimore team in a couple of years. Uh, we've listed quite a bit of names that have some star potential. Gunnar Henderson, Ali Rauschman, uh, Grayson Rodriguez, Gunnar Henderson, I mean, uh, Colton Kowser, Heston, I don't even know how to say his name. Gerstead. Yeah, Gerstead. I mean, they have some they, they have some players, man. I'm excited to see another... if it happens. I hope that they all crumble besides G-Rod. <laughs> but uh, DL, uh, DL Hall is a lefty. This kid's intimidating. He's a stud. I actually have him. My t- he's coming up. You'll hear him next. Hey, if I'm in, if I'm a Baltimore fan, it's actually exciting coming up. You just got to hit on a few of these. And I don't, I mean, I don't know about this franchise, but come on, come on, please hit on a few of these. It's exciting for baseball. The AL East will be so good top to bottom. And, uh, I think there's some players that are really good here for my, for my list, 40, 41 to 45, uh, we've touched on Jack Leader, who I think was the second best pitcher out of Vanderbilt last year. Uh, Josh Lowe, Tyler Soderstrom, Gabriel Marino, and DL Hall. Um, let's just talk about DL Hall. We were, we just were elite lefty throws 99. You know, if you if you're a left-handed pitcher and you're throwing 99, I love you. You guys know that I love power arms. I like fastballs first, and then and then you work from your fastball. But uh, this guy was this guy was electric. He threw 31 innings last year. That's it. A one whip. 56 strikeouts over 31 innings. Yeah, this, K K nine's almost 16. Yeah, no this this kid has ace potential. Um, a lot like we've been we keep saying it about players, but you know he's 23 too. So he's a little bit older. I think G Rod is where you want to be. He's gonna come out there and he's gonna be the ace. But DL Hall's right behind him. I think this could be an elite one-two punch in the AL East. It's a tough spot to come up but i i'm a huge fan of deal hall i'm excited to see what he does yeah i mean he's got he's got some nasty stuff no doubt about it like the one thing about him he's you know been in the been in pro ball for four years now never once he's been over 100 innings pitch that's could be a concern um obviously for fantasy in real life you need your guys to be out in the mound and if you haven't eclipsed 100 then you're not helping your team a ton but hey maybe the health's come around and uh the stuff comes with it 
Yeah, and and you deal with some tough stuff like they missed the whole year because of COVID and, no and shit like that. It's tough, tough for that. But um, the other guy yeah, I want to well, talk about, Gabriel Marino. Is that who it is? That's, that's this who kid it can hit. I mean, I hate freaking catchers, man, but this kid can hit. He's like probably the best pure hitter out of all the catchers. Um, I see a lot more ranked higher than him, and I, I just don't, I don't see it. Uh, I mean, I've already said my love for Toronto. Come up in that lineup. He's probably going to bat more towards like seven, eight, nine spot. I don't love that. But at the same time, this kid was unbelievable last year. A 434 on base, a 626 slugging, only 139 at bats. I get that. But the year before, ah, he struggled. So there's obviously that that feeling that he could fall back. But from what he did in the little sample size last year was unbelievable. And if he keeps that going forward... I think he's got a path to be the starting starting catcher in Toronto and and bat that seven eight spot and obviously the guys in front of him are gonna get on. So yeah, no, I was I was gonna say yeah, pretty much everything you did. I just, you love him coming up in the uh, in Toronto's organization. I mean, they do have a catcher at the major league level right now, Alejandro Kirk, who can also that guy's great with the bat. He probably he doesn't have as much. Uh, I don't know if he's got as much power as Marino or if they're fairly similar, but. Um, yeah, they get, again, they're going to have a good problem to have here in a, in a year or two or whatever it's going to be when Marino comes up as far as making a decision or they're probably, actually, they're probably just going to split in time with them. Cause I mean, I think the other catcher is Danny That's Jansen. That's what scares me. Yeah. Let's yeah, but let's be honest. It's Danny Jansen. So they'll probably split some time there. Yep. If you um, could pick like one lineup to be in, in all of majors, you're probably picking yeah. Toronto. So, uh, biggest thing going for him. I agree. So uh, the next five I have, I have two guys that we sure touched on. At 47, I had Jason Dominguez, and then 49, I had Hunter Green. So I kind of went a little bit off the board here with my uh, with my 46 and 48 guys. Uh, you probably won't find them anywhere near top of anybody's prospect rankings, but I kind of wanted to give the give the listeners some some deep guys to uh, go after that may you know you may be patient with them four or five years from now, but. Uh, 46, I have Rosemar Quintana. He's an outfield prospect for the for the Washington Nationals. Um, he's got 60-grade raw power right now. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 60-grade. Future raw power, yeah. Yes, future raw power is 60. Game power is 50. Hit tools 50. Speed's 50. Uh, he's got the potential to have all above-average tools, uh, but it's just whether or not he hits them. Um I'm going to keep referencing this guy because I love him a lot, but Keith law says he's got superstar. He's got a superstar uh, profile. If everything comes together for the kids. So, and then in the nationals have had a pretty good track record. I feel like recently developing some guys. So again, there's probably a hundred guys or even more I could have put above him, but uh, I just like the, you know, the tools that he potentially has. And if Keith law says he's got a uh, superstar potential, I'm all over it. The next guy, well, go ahead. I was going to say, his, his tools definitely, uh, I mean, they, they fit the, a good profile. I think um, being 19, it's so hard to judge someone, um, especially like this. You don't have a ton on him. Uh, just his frame, 6'1", 175. That is very small. Um, I think if he fills out and, you know, his all his hitting traits come with it, then, yeah, he could definitely be someone that the Nationals could rely on. For sure. And it's kind of the similar thing as far as guys being small. This next guy I have at 48 is Alex Ramirez. He's an outfielder for the Mets. Um, his power projections have been are kind of all over the place from what I've seen. I've seen, I think MLB had him at like a 50. Uh, Fangrass Future has him as a 55. And I think uh, the Athletic and Keith Law had him at a 70. So if you 
if you have a guy who's got, you know, potential 70 grade or even 60 grade game power, yeah, I'm all over that. But he's, you know, he's the same thing. He's uh, six foot three, he's 170 pounds. So you, th- I don't think he's going to have any problem filling out. But, you know, and I think the big thing for any of these 19 year old, 18, 19 year olds when they come in is their ability to control the zone and, you know, actually making contact. So uh, Ramirez, again, he's probably a guy that's, you're not going to see at the top of too many lists, but um, somebody who's got 70, potential 70 grade power. I'll, Hopefully uh, I'll you can get on that. Hopefully you can get on that Manor Ramirez diet and of uh, steady steroids <laughs> for that 6'3", 170 pound frame and yeah. fill it out because uh, it sounds like he has a ton of power. A guy I didn't uh, know, so I'm glad I'm glad you brought him up. I love it. Yeah, and the last guy I want to the last guy I have at 50. Um, I actually moved some stuff around. I, I think in the first episode I said I was going to have three or four more catchers in the in my back half, and I think I took two of them out. But I added this guy. Um, I think I had Emerson Hancock from the Mariners at 50, but I moved him out and, uh, for Kyle Harrison, starting pitcher for the, for the giants. This guy has ACE written all over him. He had a 157 strikeouts and 98 and two thirds last year. Um, walks are a bit of a problem for him, but he's touching 98 with a, with this four seam, his slider and changeup at this point, you know, some people are saying they're already grades. They could be grade 70 pitches. So if he can actually, you know, wrangle in his control, I mean, you're talking, he might be, he might have the highest ceiling of anybody on this list. This kid is the giants. Again, there's another organization that's had a pretty good track record developing pitchers for a long time. So Kyle Harrison, somebody that, uh, you know, I'm all over, uh, Hey, I love Kyle Harrison. He's not known as a power pitcher, and he throws 98 from the left side. So, come on. I mean, he's not even known for his power. It's 98 from the left side he can touch. And he, you know, he doesn't touch it every time, but he sits around 95, but he's 20 years old. So, I mean, in a couple of years, he can bring that up to, to 98 with, like like you said, he's got two phenomenal second secondary pitchers. Uh, yeah, ace all over him. I agree. 46 to 50 for me. I have Jared Duran of the Red Sox. Royce. Is it Royce? Is that how you say it? Lewis? It's Royce. Just Royce? Yeah. Mm. I I thought I could be wrong. No? Mm, I'm usually wrong. So I'm I'm actually going to drink already ahead of that one. So Royce Lewis, (laughs) Sixto Sanchez, Vinny Pascontino. He made it into the top 50. And my favorite name in all of minors, Seth beer <laughs> and you know what seth beer can play um i i like i like that he's ready to go um give me a dh in the nl and watch seth beer become the nl rookie of the year man this guy can hit power home runs they don't just leave the yard they make souvenirs for kids that can't afford good seats i love seth beer um Jeez, uh, power is what we look for, um, and and I think the power grade right now, I mean, it's unlimited for me. I think that I know he's old for what he does for for being in AAA, um, but if he gets a shot, I think that he's probably better power hitter than anyone in Arizona right now. So um, the other name that we need to touch on is Sixto Sanchez, um, stats guy, Kev. Calls him out as having the weirdest stats in, in the MLB, and I think that's probably right. And he's always hurt, but he's effective. He's in the MLB. And he, I mean, when he's in, when he was in the MLB, 
He throws 98, 99, and he's effective. He doesn't strike a lot of guys out. He has a pretty high swing and swing miss rate. So you would think that his K's would be high, but he's got some weird stats. They're not that high, but his ERA is low and his whip's low. So can he figure it out? Can he stay healthy? It looks like he's already out for another half season, which is really disappointing because I have some serious love for this guy. I think that um, it's sad to see, um, but I think that he'll bounce back. Expectation for me is that he he can be the ace of Miami. So, and, and he's a guy that when he was on the mound, it was like you wanted to watch him, and he, his swag, his you know his demeanor on the mound was dominating. So I, I loved watching him pitch. So that's why I wanted to be back out there. I would love to see him uh, back out on the mound soon. I've never really got six though. I, I his stuff does seem nasty. It does, but. Why is he not missing more bats? I just I I will never understand that. Um, I think his career, even the minors, K nine is a seven point six two. It's is, awful. It's awful. It's it's really bad. And I know pitchers' stuff gets better over time. They can bring strikeout numbers up. I think like Zach Wheeler is a good example of that. Um, but this guy's not anywhere close to being like in the realm of okay for K nine. Um, so. That guy, he is. I you said it before, and I, I just will never understand. Um, Royce Lewis, he's a. I think he was a first pick overall, but he was. Yeah, he like was. Two thousand seventeen. Like, exactly. Seems like we've been talking about him for so, years now, and is he even close to getting there? No. He's well, so here's year. A th- well, no, he didn't. Well, he didn't play last year. He hasn't played a game since two thousand nineteen. So they got they got the COVID year in two thousand twenty. His COVID year cut short in twenty twenty. Are they? Uh, they didn't have a season. And then last year he ruptured towards ACL to begin spring right. training. So he missed yep. that. So I, I'm, I, what I was going to say about him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. I mean, just, I mean, granted he's got some big time projections, future grades from fan, uh, from fan grass with a 60 game power, six, uh, 70 raw power, but his hit tool future grades are 40. That's bad. Uh, if he's only a 40 hit tool and he doesn't come into any game power, he's only a 40 game power. He's not that valuable. I, I wouldn't touch Lewis. Um, obviously the, tool, the, you know, the projection, the tools are there, but I'm and especially with his, I just feel like we've taught like kind of going along the lines of uh, who is it? We talked about the last episode. We've talked about him and talked about him for years. And it's like, then he's just never come up. And I, I just don't, I'm not buying into Lewis at all. Uh, um, I think depending on how your league is set up, uh, like with ours, we can have 10 minor leaguers and we can keep them for as long as we want. I think if you have a guy like Royce Lewis, you just stash him in your minors, but you're not going to be able to get anything for this guy, I don't think. I think you just stash him. You hope something flip turns around, he's able to stay healthy and, and come up and we actually see those tools pan out. But um, no, until that, then, he's, he's just a, riding in minors. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he's a guy like I, I wouldn't do this myself, but if you're somebody who like still believes that his tools are there, he's probably a good buy low candidate because I, you know, he's coming off the injury. He hasn't played in two years. The guy, somebody who owns a major, you know, maybe looking to, to get rid of him, and it could be an opportunity to get a prospect. If he does hit to his potential, he's going to be valuable. I just not sure he's going to. It's worth a shot. Yeah. He, sure. he, made, he made my top 50 because Obviously, he's got a shot to do it, um, and they're going to, with the first-round pick, they're going to be like, let's just keep giving him a chance, keep giving him a chance, keep giving oh, him a chance. Yeah, there's a ton of pressure on him. And I've read that he's he's been practicing second base, outfield, shortstop, and, you know, I love utility guys because I want to build a lineup that I can put somebody in every day, and if he can 
play multiple positions. I like that. I know he's probably not going to be a elite elite hitter, but um, obviously within the future, I mean the number one overall pick a couple of years ago. I like that. One thing I say uh, about someone else there, Vinny Pascantino. I think it's funny with us three doing this and putting our ideas out there for other people to hear and whatnot, that um, it's already taken effect in our own baseball league as Pascantino was added about uh, yeah. what three hours after the episode. Yeah. Was dropped there, so. <laughs> and he should, he should be. Yeah. So he's yeah. a, uh, he's a guy can just hit. Sure. Let me ask you this. So as a, you know, last year as a Sox fan, I was very excited about Durnan and what he had shown mm. and, mm. Uh, he didn't do a hell of a lot to uh, to impress me last year, even when he came up. So, you know, I'm not saying you're crazy to still have him this high, but I'm just kind of curious on what it is you think is going to... You know, he he his whole career has been waves. So if he comes out this year, and I mean, he should start over Jackie Bradley in center field for me. So he's in a great friggin' lineup. And I feel like if he, if he hits well, that's your starting center fielder. And... Uh, He's got to have a great spring. If he does do that, I think he can score probably like 90 runs with like 15 home runs and, and 25 stolen bases. So, and to me, that's he, that's pretty good. But he's probably hitting at the bottom of that lineup. Yeah, but he's I not think he's got a 11. No, no, no. I agree. He's he's going to hit in the bottom, but he's also going to be able to steal a shit ton of bases and uh, you know 15 home runs. And I think even in that lineup. He has, if he plays every day, he has easy potential to be a 90, 90 run guy. And, and, you know, I don't think the Red Sox have a solid top guy. So if he does go out there and he has a good month, he could easily become, you know, Kiki Hernandez oh, was their, was their leadoff batter. He's not like a guy that is locked into the, that leadoff spot. Kiki could easily flip with a bad month and Kiki be in your back of the lineup and you put Duran in, in the top, top of the lineup. So. And, and and when he's hot, I hope you're right. Because we saw him in Portland. When he's hot, that boy can hit. Yeah, no, he, I hope you're right. Waves, man. He's just got to be consistent. And he's older. I get it. But uh, if he can be consistent in the MLB, he's going to help that team out. No doubt. So um, we've gone over your guys' top fifties, both of you. Uh, I've gone through. I made a little list of some notable names that were left off. Uh, either being just guys that are up higher in ranks um, from other sites or just names that kind of have been around for a while. And maybe, maybe they don't belong in the top 50, but um, it's maybe names people know. Uh, so the way I want to start it off is one guy. So I want to give props to one of our friends, uh, Pelch. She's really good with spreadsheets and he's made a cool spreadsheet with compiled a big list of uh, different ranks together and just to get the overall rank. But um, a combined rank of 38, Christian Pache on the Braves. Uh, he might be higher on list because he's such a good defender. Um, I think it's something where his bat's going to be coming along, but he has that potential to be a 2020 guy. Um, maybe he's already in yeah. the majors. I don't know if that's a reason you guys left him off your list or not too, but... No, the reason I left him off my list is because he didn't have an OBP in the minors over 340. And his future hit grades are like, his future hit grade is 40. 40 and, and his game power is 45. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just, he has nothing other than his speed. He has nothing in that profile that interests me. And I, and you kind of mentioned that about, um, 
I can't I wish I could remember who it was last talking about a guy that stolen bases last last um oh Robert Hassel. You mentioned about him as far as being a guy you pick up on Saturday, Sunday if you need a stolen base. That's all Pache is to me. He's a guy that you plug in if you need a stolen base or if you know, you you stash him at the bottom of your bench. I, I have no interest in him at all. I'm not even sure the stolen base is to be there. Uh seven in two thousand eighteen. Eight in 2019 and 2021, he had nine. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not like he yeah. missed time for injury. Well, I mean, 321 at bats, but he's not like a guy that's out there just like stealing bases. Then you get to the MLB, it becomes a whole lot harder. I mean, we've seen guys steal 80 bases in the minors and get to the MLB and steal 30, maybe. So, um, it's like you cut it in half. It's something like he'll probably have five to 10 stolen bases. I'm, I'm not excited about him. Uh, another guy, uh, this guy was uh, combined 40th rank. Uh, Ronnie Mauricio, um, mm. shortstop. I think it's the Mets, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Uh, it seemed like this guy was always high in ranks, and then he had a bad year and he fell down quite a ways. But I feel like he's starting to like slowly come back up those ranks. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's just his body's feeling out more or what it is, but uh, what do you guys think about him? Bad on yeah, base, I, man. Yeah, he. I mean, he's only walked. I think his walk rate last year was like five point seven percent. I mean, that's just completely. That's horrible. And, and, and like you said, he, he's got to start to fill out if he wants to tap into power. I mean, I think he's listed right now at like 6'3", 163. Mm. Tiny. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he does have, I mean, his game power is projected 50, you know, speed 50. So, I mean, if he comes into his bat, he's going to be valuable. I just I just don't know. You kind of want to see his, uh, and he's not striking on it at an overly high rate. I mean, he spent most of his time in high A last year and is only 24%, which isn't that bad. But I mean, the walk rate only 5.7% is just not, it's just not acceptable. He's not, he's going to struggle to get on base in the majors, especially as he goes up the uh, minor league. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that he made it to, to double a at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting. So, so obviously the Mets see something a little bit more than what we see, but I, I hope it's not just in the field. Um, but yeah, if you can't get on base, I just don't see you sticking in MLB. So yeah. And he, he I mean, they're saying ETA is next year, so obviously not this season. But like Lindor is going to be there. What's his contract? It's eight or nine years. So I mean, if Mauricio's up there, he's definitely playing somewhere else in that system. Um, all right, uh, let's go with a pitcher here. Uh, I mean, this guy, uh, 59th overall right now, but Mackenzie Gore, pitcher for the Padres. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think before last season started, this guy was potential of being a top five major league pitcher in the next five years and then just the wheels fell off the bus i think the padres um he got an injury i think it was a blister to his finger and then the padres didn't like the way his mechanics were in delivery so i think they tried changing things uh and that's probably has something to do with it but what do you guys think about gore i think uh, if you're looking for a guy to bounce back maybe buy low on i actually like gore um I, I thought about putting him in my top 50, but obviously he stunk last year in the minors. Um, so I, di- I didn't have many, for me, I didn't have many pitches in the top 50 anyway. So it was hard to put Gore over a lot of the, a lot of the guys that, that are there um, with the bad stats in the minors. Obviously, the pitchers are there. Like, he can pitch. He can throw. He's got yeah. a good fastball. He's he's left-handed, which I love. Uh, but... We'll see, we'll see what happens this year. I think I think if you're looking for a guy to bounce back, I think it's Mackenzie Gore. Like if I'm gonna put my money for a guy to bounce back, it's it's him. Yeah, I I think, and it was a very small sample size, but I'm pretty sure his walk rate when he pitched last year was like 6.86 batters per nine, which is just 
fucking terrible. Um, and and I, it was just weird. Like you said, G, it was like, you know, he got invited to spring training. Everybody's like, oh, I mean, the Padres, they made some offseason moves. And, they, you know, he got this stud ace waiting in the wings to come up. And, I, and then I feel like it was just like he disappeared for like two months and nobody knew what was going on with him. Um, so you hope he comes back to what he was, you know, pre last year, because the kid had everything you wanted in a number one. Um, I just, I don't even know if the Padres know what the hell they're going to do with them at this point. So that's why I kind of just left them off the list. I still like, you know, obviously the potentials there and, but I just, um, there's so too much unknown with them right now. I feel like for sure. I think, I think, um, I, I don't know if you can trust a dude with a first name McKenzie. <laughs> that's a fucking terrible name for a guy. That's a girl name, Mackenzie. I know it's spelt Mackenzie, but it's it's a terrible name for a guy. I don't trust Sorry, him. Come on now. He's it's bad for my team. He's bad for my team with a with a team Mackenzie. I don't want it. They're, they're toxic. I haven't met one that hasn't been toxic yet. So. And then if there's any Mackenzies out there listening, we're we're sorry. Uh, we don't all have that same viewpoint. Yeah, sure. 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 It's still 1992 in Shore's mind. Uh, all right. The the last guy I want to talk about, uh, this guy is like, I, I don't blame you guys keeping him off the list. I think he's low on just about everything now. Uh, but it's JJ Blade. Um, I mean, outfielder for the Marlins, right? I mean, he was a fourth pick overall from the Marlins. He's got decent grades, like 55 hit power, Ross power. But I mean, he no, just hasn't done uh, anything in the in no, pro ball. So in- in 148 minor league games, his slash lines 223, 320, 374. That is fucking horrible. Thanks. 15 home runs and five RBIs. I was a big fan of him when he first came out. Mm. I don't want anything to do with no. this guy right now. I, I couldn't. Oh my god. Sometimes we're hey. Sometimes we're just wrong about guys. Uh, scouts are wrong about him. He's fucking not. He's not good. I don't. No. Want and, then, and the thing is, is like you look at our league and I. There's a lot of dynasty dynasty leagues that you can you know you can have 25 minor leaguers. Now, if you have 25 minor leaguers, okay, roster them. But in our league where there's 10, I want nothing to do with them. I can find nine other, ten other guys that are way more valuable than this. I might right skip now. them on the big rosters. I mean, his, I want- even his college stats are just like super bizarre. And like I know you get to college, you're young, you're you're small, and you fill out and everything, but. At Vanderbilt, he had two homers first year. He had four homers next year, and then his junior year, twenty-seven home runs. Mm-hmm. And then, other than that, one year, he's probably nothing. getting on that Russian gas. Probably <laughs> sticking a needle in his ass. So, I mean, he literally had like like a contract year in his college year, and basically got what got drafted fourth. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't want anything to do with him. And you know what? I think we fall in love. Like I I like kids from Vanderbilt. I said it earlier with Leader. I love kids from Vanderbilt. It seems like they have some really good players. Uh, their their coach is known as the coach. It's glad glad we brought it up, but he's the coach K of college baseball. He's the best coach in college baseball. Um, but it seems like Lede just isn't the guy. And we've seen some Duke basketball players come out in the draft, and you know, and they they're not as good as no, what everyone thought it, either. So no. I think we're wrong. I mean, about as good Lede. as as good as Duke basketball has been, I mean, they don't they haven't had like too many like I know they're switching gears. There's so many superstars when it comes to like in the NBA. Jason Tatum as good as they've been. Uh, let that Jason be Tatum is, but when's the last one since then? Jason Williams. Kyrie Irving. Zion's is a man. No, Jesus Christ. It, there's a bunch of them, but there's a handful of misses too. There's but not I, many superstars, but it is. Mm, this isn't is. a basketball podcast. 
I had um I had something else planned where I was going to list three catchers and you guys tell me who your favorite catcher is, but I'm going to skip that because I think a huge theme with us is that catchers are just fucking useless when it comes to fantasy. Well, so I don't even want to go there. Who are they? Just tell me who they are. All right, we got Diego. I, Cart- I will go into- Diego Cartea, Henry Davis, and Luis Campuzano. It's it's. Davis. I like Cartea the most, but he's got no path. <clears throat> Well, yeah, it's Davis. I think it's Davis. Campus, uh, Camposano, I'm out on him. Oh, he's yeah, but it, he's it's gross. Davis. I think it's Davis. Number one overall pick last year, so he better have some tools. And he does, but I think he's. I think Ooh. it's one of those things where his, his current tools are here. You know, they're lower, and if he gets to where he, you know where he can be, then he's gonna be valuable. But he's also Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like Cartea. I, I think he's a great player. He's probably gonna get traded for like a really good player. Um, same thing they did with Ruiz going to Washington, who, by the way, was higher rated than all these guys and for some reason has missed a lot. Like, MLB doesn't even have him listed. I, what's going on with that? And he might be the best catcher out of all these guys in the next coming year because he's got a little bit of experience and he's still considered a rookie. So I I, I like Ruiz. Cartier, by the way, he's got no path. Like, where, how are you going to get up there? But skill-wise, he's good. He's great. We uh, Is it everyone's favorite time of the show, Shuri? Oh, I think it is. <laughs> it's not a trade. And we actually got an email on a trade, so this is great. You can email us at baddadbaseball at gmail.com. This one comes from William Bean. He traded Mackenzie Gore a first and a fifth, and he got back Zach Wheeler, O'Neill Cruz, and Shane Baz. So he got back two guys in our top 25 that are prospects. He got Zach Wheeler, who has apparently figured it out. He went and saw Jesus, and he came back as like an ace pitcher and a top five pitcher, maybe an MLB. Um, and he gave up just a first, a fifth, and, and Mackenzie Gore, who didn't make either of our lists. So I, I got a I got an A for William Bean, um, <laughs> and I got a D plus. Uh, because I don't know what 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 kind of league or what roster this I is. Saying, I, I got a D plus for Goa first and fifth, so I'm I'm not uh, a huge fan um, for that return. But but William William, that, you did great. There's, there's got to be some context here. I would imagine that there's a reasoning behind. I don't know if this first is like uh, the first overall pick in their in their draft in a keeper league, but you know I'm telling you, um, Zach Wheeler for me is probably a top top what? five to 10 pitcher. Um, if I don't, I don't have as much faith that he'll do the same thing he did last year, but if he does, Oh my gosh. Uh, O'Neill so, Cruz, we've talked about the power. Shane Baz is in Tampa. Could Kev, light it up. What do you, th- what do you think, Kev? Do you think there was some reasoning behind it? I mean, there's gotta be something else going on. Obviously just looking at the trade like that, it seems pretty lopsided. Um, I think, I think the, I think the best player in that deal, obviously for this year is, Sure, Wheeler, but I think the guy you want the most in that deal is probably Baz. I think, uh, I think he's got stud potential. So yeah, who, whoever that guy, I can't remember the name you said, but whoever that is, I good for you. Uh, get Baz. It came from William Bean. William Bean. William Bean at Gmail. So, so next uh, we're gonna talk about what's gonna happen next week. We're gonna have uh, two podcasts drop per week. Um, next week we're gonna start with our positional rankings. We're gonna start with pitcher. We're gonna do our top twenty. We're um, probably going to do the same thing, two lists. Um, we're not sure who's going to do the two lists yet, but we're going to talk about them, um, and we're going to compare them and see what what we think. And, and we're going to do Keeper League because that's what we, we are known 
to do. Um, that's what we're best at, we feel like. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions, like I said, email us at baddadbaseball at gmail.com. One word. Yeah, and I said, I think one, uh, we're going to, I don't know if we need, we don't need to put this in, but I was going to say, we're uh, probably going to alternate between shows. We'll do positional rankings, one show, and then the next one, we're going to do a division preview. We'll take one division of baseball and we'll, we'll kind of run down through it of guys that we're targeting, uh, guys we dislike, um, guys we think may break out. So uh, we'll try to give you a bunch of different stuff uh, moving forward. Yeah, I'm excited to get into like some um, major league players. Uh, I feel like I got a better grasp on it than these minor leaguers. Uh, I think that's where you guys excel. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, to expand on the show. Errors with uh, pronunciations today, Kev. Yeah. Any, any running list? I think you called them Jared was- Duran, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, well, I did. put a D yeah. on there. And then I, I, I also think you were saying Jack Leader. I think it's lighter. It's definitely lighter. I mean, his dad pitched in the majors, didn't he? <laughs> That's all right. And, and I got, you know, I started off hot. I got, I got some things wrong. That's all right. That's that's what podcast what is about. You learn on the fly. You get some things wrong. And but you know what? I've got more wins than these guys. I'm a better manager than these two. So. But you're not. Hey, thank you guys for for listening. We appreciate it. Um, Any feedback, keep giving it to us. Uh, We'll see you later. Peace. Thanks, guys. Later, dudes.